fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, we have passed the salt. Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the Salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed on this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Well, listen, I don't know about you, but I have I, I, I awakened this morning with a spirit, a feeling of confidence like I've never had, because I know that the rest of the world is quivering in their boots with this picture. Throw that up there for me, Spencer. This puts the fear of God in the rest of the world, not just who's standing out front. Folks, do you, do you realize that? Do you, do you, can you look at that picture? And understand what's happened to America. Are we to believe that this is the, are the three greatest leaders in our nation? Those three right there. If Biden would die, the one over here, Kamala would be president. If she would die, Pelosi would be president. And isn't it amazing that wherever you have to have a Jezebel, which we see two of them here, you have to have an Ahab. What is King Ahab? King King Ahab is someone who doesn't accept the responsibility to do exactly what it is he's supposed to do. Now, whether this guy is uh, mentally capable of even doing the job, we don't know. But we do know this. He's not really. He's the front man. Just think of, I bet Putin and Zelensky, I bet those guys, I bet all of Eastern Europe, I bet they're sitting in a room and laughing. I bet they got that picture up on their computer screens right now, and they're looking at the enemy. Oh, I'd put the fear of God in you, wouldn't it? Now, look, this is sarcastic, but this is, you understand this is the truth, right? You really think that Nancy Pelosi is going to stare down Putin? Nancy Pelosi is going to stare you? Pick whoever. Are you you got to be kidding me, right? She's 80-some years old. She's got eyebrows that goes up to the top of her forehead, right? Huh? You can't? Oh, my goodness, Lord. I guess the Lord gives us the leaders we deserve. Hey, I got a lot of stuff I want to talk about today. Before I jump, in too, before I jump in here too deep, I'm going to let our sister Myra come in and pray for us because I forgot all about her yesterday and she had a good prayer plan for us. So, Myra, the floor is yours, dear. Can't hear you, dear. Yes. Good morning, yeah. saints. Good to see you again. Um, we're going to petition the Lord. We're reading Revelation 3 1 22. Uh, I'm sorry, Revelation 3 10, King James Version. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience. I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world, to try them that dwell upon the earth. Holy Spirit, continue to reveal your wineskin to coach this huddled audience. Thank you for the unveiling of the truth. I release the glory, the love, and the fire of the Lord unto you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, Myra. Amen. Hey, I got I got some good stuff. Let me just throw some good stuff on the table here before we get rolling. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk a little bit about uh, about yesterday. But let me make, make let me make this point about Gary Demar 
and about everything else. Because I always tell you guys this. This is a theology-free zone. All right? You can bring your theology here, and we'll discuss it. And we're not going to throw you out because we don't agree with you or anything like that. But I want uh, here's one of the things I, I felt bad about yesterday. Is my own. Most of you had never heard of preterism. A lot of you probably never heard of preterism, at least the argument that Gary was able to make. And one of the things I didn't want it to become was a debate. I just wanted him to present the argument. And then you go do your own research. See, we're not going to win the debate uh, back and forth. Nobody's going to win the debate. And the one thing about Gary DeMar, I'm going to circle back to him, okay? So just hang on. One of the things about him, that, that one of the things he said that really stuck out with me, in fact, I don't know how many times I repeated it to others yesterday, <clears throat> is read the Bible. Don't read what others say about the Bible. See, that's where we get in the mess, right? We read, what do they call that? Bible commentaries. Matthew Henry says this. Josephus says this. And, and so we... Gary, Gary DeMar yesterday just kept saying the same thing. He just kept saying, hey, well, just, just read what it says. <laughs> just read what it says. Don't, don't take all that. Remember we talk about first truths? That's what we're, folks, we're fighting the first truths in a lot of things, right? Uh, how about this one? God shed his grace on thee and crowned thy good with brother. Is that true anymore? That's the first truth, but we sure think that God has shed his grace on us. And uh, Oh, my goodness, I got, a lot, I got a lot to talk about here today. Where do I want to start, Lord? Start with Pat Robertson, number four down there. It's an email, Spence. Folks, this is this is where theology leads us, okay? Theology will lead you here. Your deeply held religious belief leads you here. Pat Robertson, haven't heard of him in years. Look what he said. Putin is compelled by God to evade and fulfill biblical prophecy. So Pat Robertson has a clear vision of what the, how the end times are going to unfold, and they're exactly the opposite of what Gary DeMar talked about yesterday. And here is Pat Robertson saying that God is moving to make prophecy happen. Folks, I think that's, I think that's almost blasphemous, right? But this is what happens. What if God was moving to do a miracle in our midst in Russia? Amen. In, in the Ukraine. And we're sitting here believing for the worst. See, Pat Robertson, I'm telling you, Pat Robertson probably isn't praying, not in his heart anyway, for the peace of, of uh, uh, Ukraine. And, oh, he may be mouthing it, the peace of Russia. Amen. But he, he can't, folks, because you see right here. He says, no, it's going to be that big bear. That big bear is going to come down. It's right there in, it's right there in, in the Bible, and that's, what, that's what's happening. And so Putin's got a hold of the Lord. Uh, uh, God's got a hold of Putin. And, man, it's, it's, you see where, the, see where it takes us? Now, I'm not here to argue. The, folks, I'm not here to argue theology. You believe what you want to believe. But you cannot deny that your theology shapes your worldview. That's the point that I want. That's the point I try to make every day when I come in here. I don't care what you believe. You don't have to believe what I believe. But please know why you believe it. Please know that and be able to defend it. And you can say what you want to. Gary, tomorrow yesterday, man, oh, man. Tomorrow, number six, Spencer. Tomorrow, Steve Hemphill will be on with us. You say, Coach, that's three guests in five days. Yeah, I know, just kind of the way it lined up. Steve Hemphill is the stakes guy. 
right? Remember that? Remember the red stakes are pounded in the ground? Active Faith is his website. But Steve, I spoke to him last night. He's into spiritual warfare and all kinds of stuff going on, man. It's, so he's really excited to be uh, to be with us. So um, I know some of you have been looking forward for Steve Hemphill to, to join us. He will be with us tomorrow. And when I spoke to him last night, he was on the way into a Simon and Garfunkel concert. Now, I had to stop for a minute. Are those guys still together? Are Simon and Garlic Finger still playing music together? Well, he was on his way to Simon and Garlic Finger one last night. So I'm, I don't know. I don't know. Let, let me circle back around. I got a couple things I want to get out here real quick. Uh, that I'll come back to. Oh, I got good stuff today. I got some good stuff today. Um, the truck, the big truck thing's going on, right? Tomorrow's the day. Play this, Spence. Hang on a second, Spence. So, folks, this is what we get to do tomorrow, okay? And I'm encouraging you all across America, wherever you are watching this right now, if you can, get to Interstate 70. Now, I'm going to be right out here, off, right off where I, I, can, I can throw a couple stones and hit the freeway from here. And there's a, there's a back road um, overpass. It looks just like that one. I'm going, to have, I'm going to have my family. Anybody else wants to join us, we're going to be there. But there's one down by Brownsville. There's a bunch of them between Columbus and Cambridge where they're going to spend the evening. Now, some of you over in Pennsylvania, some of you are in other places and can't get to them. But those of you who can, try to encourage. Look, take your grandkids with you. That's one thing I always, my mom and my Aunt Donna, they would always do that. I think, remember I told you that we rode on I-70 on our bicycles before it was open. Those were always the kind of things that my mom would do, my Aunt Donna would do. They always wanted us to be part of history. Well, this is kind of historic tomorrow. Grab your grandkids. Take them out there with you, this big trucker. What I saw the other day, 20,000. There are now 20,000 trucks, maybe 20 miles long, going to come rip-roaring down through that. Go ahead and play this, Spence. It's about three minutes. Amazing scenes from the Freedom Convoy.
next place. You can get it. You get it, folks. You get it. So those of you in, in this area, I'm going to I'm going to try to – I don't know exactly what time they're coming through. They're going to be in Cambridge at night. I live about uh, about 45 minutes from Cambridge, so I'm expecting they're going to try to be in there about 4 o'clock. I'm thinking that I'm going to be out there probably expecting maybe 3 o'clock on. But I understand this, that uh, if this thing's uh, 20 miles long, it's going to take a while for these trucks to roll by us, isn't it? So the first truck come by at 3 o'clock maybe, they have to stand and plan on being out there for quite a while. So um, – all of you, I know Betty. I know that Betty and uh, and Tracy and some of them down there in Cambridge because they live close to Cambridge. Look at that man! Isn't that awesome? Uh, Betty, got any, anything you want to th- you want to throw on the table here about how people can help or what they can do or anything like that? <clears throat> or Tracy? Well, I made up a hundred bags of a bunch of snacks, some scriptures in them, and Cadence helped with like <laughs> ten. But I put her name on a lot saying thank you, her name. She made a heart, a, a cross, and uh, signed at eight years old. So I think that's going to mean more than the snacks. Yeah. So I want to give them out. And our oil and gas supply here is giving out free flags, like 500, I think, American flags. So I'm going to go and get some of them today and take them so I can give them to people who don't have flags to wave. You know, things I like can bet that. I, I can't even imagine what the... Uh... What the traffic jam is going to be like when those guys pull off there at that Cambridge exit and try to tank? I can't even. <laughs> it gives me goosebumps thinking about it. It is because yes. I used to drive a truck and I've been in a convoy a couple of times. It was like goosebump city the whole way down the road. So people so this know this, don't you? Outrageous. I did. I didn't watch one minute of the State of the Union last. I addressed last night because they're all liars, right? We know this. They're all liars. And my good friend Todd Henry, Pastor Todd, uh, sent me an. Uh, Send me something today I want to throw up there. Psalm 58, if you would, throw that up there real quick, folks, because this is what uh, Todd texted me early this morning. I, I did not watch one minute of the state, because I know it's all lies, right? So I, I want to read Psalm 58 to you. Silver, are you in here? Silver's always in here. If not, Vinny, yes, you're the man. Okay, Silver. We're going to read Psalm 58, and then I'm going to read Psalm 58 in the Message Bible, Okay. Going to read it in two, and uh, just go ahead, Silver. Read Psalm fifty-eight. This is our prayer for today. Do you indeed speak righteousness, O congregation? Do you judge uprightly, O ye sons of men? Yea, in heart ye work with wickedness; ye weigh the violence of your hands in the earth. Mm. The wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray as soon as they be born, speaking lies. Their poison is like the poison of a serpent. They are like the deaf adder that stoppeth her ear, which hath which will not hearken to the voice of charmers, charming never so wisely. Break their teeth, O God. In their mouth, break... Wait a minute. No, no. Break their teeth, O God. In their mouth. <laughs> Break them right in their mouth. Go ahead. Break their teeth, O God, in their mouth. Break out the great teeth of the young lions, O Lord. Let them melt away as waters which run continually. When he bendeth his bow to shoot his arrows, let them be as cut in pieces. Yes, Lord. As a snail which melteth, let every one of them pass away. 
the untimely birth of a woman that they may not be that they may not see the sun yes sir before your pots can feel the thorns he shall take them away as with a whirlwind both living and in his wrath yes sir the righteous shall rejoice when he seeth the vengeance he shall wash his feet in the blood of the wicked. Amen on that one. Hold it there. Somebody say amen. The righteous shall rejoice amen. when they see the vengeance. Amen. He shall wash the feet in the blood of the wickedness. Yes, Lord. So that a man shall say, Verily, there is a reward for the righteous. Verily, he is a God that judges in the earth. Folks, if, if judgment isn't public, it isn't judgment. Let me say that again. If judgment isn't public, it isn't judgment. And the Lord's going to do it publicly. Now, Silver, get ready, Silver. We're going to do it in the Message Bible. The Message Bible. Now, again, we, we know what the Message Bible is, right? It's not really, it's just a, it's a translation, interpretation. My little man stayed with me last night here. LD, little LD. Hey, hey Joe, this is the Message Bible, all right? This okay. is the same scripture out of the message Bible. Go ahead. Psalm 58, the message. Is this any way to run a country? Is there an honest politician in the house? Behind the scenes, you weave webs of deceit. Behind closed doors, you make deals with demons. Can you believe this, folks? Can you believe this? Huh? It's amazing. Go ahead. The wicked crawl from the wrong side of the cradle. Their first words out of the womb are lies. <laughs> poison, lethal rattlesnake poison, drips from their forked tongues. Deaf to threats, deaf to charm, decades of wax build up in their ears. God smash their teeth to bits. Leave them toothless tigers. Let their lives be buckets of water spilled. All that's left a damp stain in the sand. Let them be trampled grass, worn smooth by the traffic. Let them dissolve into snail slime. Be a miscarried fetus that never sees sunlight. Wow. Before what they cook up is half done, God, throw it out with the garbage. The righteous will call up their friends when they see the wicked get their reward. Serve up their blood in goblets as wow. they toast one another. Amen. Amen. It, it's worth it to play by the rules. God's handing out trophies and tending the earth. Hallelujah. Huh? <laughs> That's pretty good. Hey, listen, real quickly, real quickly. I want everybody to cheer for me. David was reading a book to me today. He was Ooh. actually reading. I'm clapping for you. Huh? Ooh. He's reading. Dave's reading. Ooh. Go for it, David. I'm cheering for you, man. Way hey, to thanks. go, David. All right, buddy. Thanks. How about that message, Bible? How'd that start out? What's the first line? Is there no way to run a country? <laughs> oh, thank, thank you. Thank you, Fat. Good job, Silver. Uh, let me get Larry in here, then, Mich- then Michelle, then Debbie. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, you, you talked about Pat Robertson and, and his comment and stuff. I just want to remind folks 
that God is sovereign, man. He used a donkey to talk. He used a burning bush to talk. Sometimes he let Pharaoh's heart hardening be sufficient, but other times it was needful that he get in there and harden Pharaoh's heart. God can do what he wants to do. Amen. But, but, but Larry, my, again, my point was Pat Robertson ain't, ain't cheering for victory, is he? He doesn't think we're going to win. He thinks we're going to escape, and it, it impacts his ministry. That's that's the only point I'm making. Good point, Larry. Michelle, come in then, Debbie. Thank you, Coach. Morning, Huddle family. Yes, two things. You said theology shapes our worldview, and I agree with you 100%. And if it's rooted in truth, it should. It should influence how we do things. Otherwise, it's pointless. Second thing, mine is shaped by prophecy based on what God said in Isaiah 53, Verse 11, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I send it. So I think prophecy is important so we can know what God said and where his word's going. I think prophecy is important too, but I, I don't think prophecy, I think prophecy are signposts. I don't think they're next, necessarily direction signs. Do you understand what I'm saying, folks? Yeah, the difference between a signpost and a direction sign? There's a signpost that says exit and ahead. That sign doesn't say take the exit. That's a decision I have to make. Amen. So I, I believe in prophecy as well. Debbie, come in then, RL. Good morning. I just have a quick question. It goes along with this demons and everything. Is Does anybody know what that was in front of Nancy Pelosi? That ornate, silver-looking... Uh, I'm trying to see, and it's a big question for people, uh, <clears throat> as to what that is. It it looks like there, I, it almost looks like oh. there's like wings on it or a V-shape, like an old Chevrolet or something looking thing, or a car thing, but it's big and silver, and I've never oh. seen it before, and it, there's a lot of buzz. I don't know what I, it is. I didn't I didn't catch any of it, and I didn't catch any of the after, afterglow this morning, Debbie, yeah, I so I don't know. I, I'm just 145th years. Anybody have an idea? Anybody? I, I, I don't know. I, li, listen, do you guys remember how she behaved at Donald Trump's last day of the union dress? Huh? How could she even be up there? How can she, how can she even be up there, right? Look, look at the shape of this country. And she sits there and she smiles because, first of all, it's demonic, right? They're in control. They're in control. RL, come on in. Hey, good morning, Coach, you know. I have a concern as an unconfirmed report I received last night that one of our political prisoners for a, over a year now in D.C. committed suicide yesterday. Yeah, That's that happened a couple, it, happened, it happened a couple of days, of, days ago. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. pray for the family of those that gentlemen and the rest of these people. Well, Lord, we just, uh, Lord, we, do, we have been negligent, Lord, forgetting our brothers and sisters who are still political prisoners in Washington, D.C., Stuart Rhodes. Lord, I just pray that uh, somehow you comfort them. And it's hard to sit here and say, well, the Lord has a plan as your husband rots in jail. Lord, Lord, we cry today for righteousness. Break their teeth, Lord. Break their teeth. Give the men inside there. I don't know how you do it, Lord. Give them strength. Give them faith to stand. And, uh, Lord, we just pray that a righteous man will rise up and get him out of there. In Jesus' name, amen. That's a good question. Why, why are the Republicans allowing those guys to remain in jail? Does anybody know? Why, 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 would, they, why would they be allowing? <clears throat> Folks, at, at, the, at the absolute worst, 
This is a breaking and entering charge. And they've spent, <coughs> they've spent almost a year, in pri- over a year in prison for a breaking and entering charge. Are you kidding me? At, at, at worst, some of them there. The, the young man, uh, I saw one today. Uh, there's a guy who's arrested, has been in there since January 6th, never even went in the building. Never even went in the building. Where are, where's, um, where's, what's his name? Jim Jordan. Where, Lindsey Grant, where are these guys? You understand the spiritual war that we're fighting against, but do we have any responsibility in it? So I feel a little bit guilty because <laughs> I suppose long ago I should organize something to go try to get those guys out. Situation where you think, well, they're going to get out tomorrow, aren't they? They're not going. To, they're not going to keep them in there. They got lawyers. They're going to get out there tomorrow, and they're not. They're political prisoners, friends. Political prisoners. So, uh, God, I, I never. Some of the stuff we're seeing in this country, I never, ever thought I would see. Never thought I would see. All right, let me do this real quickly here. Steve Hemphill tomorrow. Pull his website up here for me, Spence. And then we'll, I'm going to open it up and let you. We'll go out of here a little bit. This is Steve Hemphill's up. Uh, uh, he'll be with us tomorrow. Active faith. He's the guy that did uh, uh, water, water the stakes. We drive the stakes into the ground, take take authority over your property. And he says it's not just a ministry, it's a movement. And these are going on. And he will be with us tomorrow. In fact, uh, Clay put me on the fact that Steve's actually does training on spiritual warfare. So we'll get into, into, into that as well. And this is just a, a little picture they put in. So tomorrow, Steve Hemphill is going to be with us. Silver, come on in. Why don't all those truckers just liberate all those prisoners? How would, I'm with you, Joe. How, how would they do that? I'm with you. How would they do that? Keep Stuart, it closed Stuart, until they're released. Well, okay. close the town and Stuart, just say, hey, let these people go, mm-hmm. and we'll go. Or how about, folks, how about give them a trial date and give them bond, right? Let them out. Stuart Rhodes, uh, I don't do this braggadociously. I baptized Stuart Rhodes in Dallas. Was it Dallas? I think we're in Dallas when I did it. When one of the here, the Watchmen things, I baptized Stuart Rhodes, head of the Oath Keepers. Stuart Rhodes is in prison, but he's not in prison in D.C. They got him stuck out somewhere. I don't know out Kansas. I don't know where where the heck they have him. For what, folks? Don't don't we don't we have don't we let people out of jail? Let them post bond. Is 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 there something in there? Uh, about uh, cruel and unusual punishment? A year in jail for trespassing? Speedy trials. Speedy trials? See, we are we are under assault in so many different directions. And the Bible tells us this, that the uh, when, when the uh, righteous are in authority, the people rejoice, and when the wicked bear rule, the people mourn. And uh, it just hap- happens to be the truth. Hey, quickly, Spencer, I forgot this one. Go to Brighteon. I want people to see uh, my interview with L.A. Marzulli. Folks, you got to catch it. Oh, man. Uh, just go to Brighteon and then scroll. Yeah, keep – oops, I'm sorry. Keep going down there. You'll see my ugly mug. I want people I, – I think it's posted on our website. It's supposed to be posted on our website. But it uh, – uh, one more. Whoops. One more page. It's very, very good. There it is. L.A. talks about uh, the Giants. Really good. Now, I think, again, it's posted at our website, I believe. If not, um, make, make 40, take 44 minutes and get a chance to watch this if you can. All right? Cool. What do I got here? <clears throat> All right, one more thing. Then I want to open it up and we'll 
uh, chew back and forth here yesterday because I, I I know yesterday I knew that when I brought Gary Demar in through through his website up there Spitzer Gary Demar AmericanVision I didn't do a, I didn't do a really good introduction on on uh, on Gary I'm sorry on Gary Demar yesterday friends he is more than just a Bible guy he wrote one of he wrote a book that I that really changed my perspective on a lot of things and it was called God in Government God in Government. And if you not don't uh, yeah, this is this is his this is his website. But if you get down there, you'll show he just got a lot of really really good stuff. So yesterday when we had Gary Demar on and he was talking about uh, uh, preterism and maybe some of you didn't really had never even heard of it, but what whatever. Here's what I do: I'm not here to support him, to agree with him, to do whatever with him. I'm here to point you at another source that you do your own research in. That's that's all I'm trying to do. And Gary is so much more than just, although we're looking as, as we're scrolling here, he's so much more than biblical stuff. He gets into, oh my goodness, he gets into history and government, and he's been doing this a long, long time. And it's funny today, Grape Juice of Christianity, stop right there. You know, uh, I got to be careful how I say this, but I just got to say it. I just got to say it. Today is a, uh, it's Ash Wednesday, right? This begins uh, 40 days of Lent. What is Lent? What is Lent? I was a Catholic boy, and uh, see, when I had Lent, Ash Wednesday, I went to church on Wednesday night, and they put ashes on my forehead. Remember, man, your dust, and to dust you shall return. Anybody else remember that but me? Remember, man, your dust, and to dust you shall return. So they put that ashes on your forehead, and it was the beginning of Lent. And all I knew is... <clears throat> My parents made me give something up for Lent. For 40 days, I used to do popcorn. My dad made popcorn like every night in our house. And so we, our family, would give up popcorn for Lent for 40 days. Yeah, then we had fish fries on Fridays. And then we had fish fries on Fridays Well, because you didn't eat meat on Friday. Now, again, in my opinion, we take something that is holy and we do what? We legalize it. We make it a tradition. And here I sit, Silver, 69 years old. And really, I'm not sure I could explain to you what Lent's all about. Can you, Joe? Can anybody out there explain to us what Lent is all about here today? Lent is supposed to be a time of reflection and a time for uh, that we are supposed to be getting ready for the resurrection of Christ. So it's a repentant time kind of thing. It's very similar, although much, much, much longer than Yom Kippur. Okay, which is a one-day time of serious repentance. So Joe, this question is then, should we all, during Lent, all of us be engaged in something? Should we be doing something during Lent? What does, by the way, tradition tell us we should be doing during Lent? Or is it just another Catholic holiday that the Catholics just kind of secretly practice or celebrate? Or should all of Christianity be operating and doing something during Lent? That's my question. Go ahead, Roger. This is a Catholic tradition. Okay. Remember the ash? That you, Remember, that you man, have. you're dust, and to dust you shall return. Yep. That's it. And uh, it's just supposed to be a remembrance of 
you're mortal, man. <laughs> so I do, I do that. Hey, dude, I do that every day. Yeah. I do that every day. I don't put any ashes on my forehead, but yeah. I remember every day that I'm dust and to dust I shall return. Uh, let's run. Let's run down through there a second. Roger, go ahead. And then Reggie. I, I think the Lent, I don't find Lent in the Bible at all. I think it's more of a tradition of man. Yeah. My opinion. But the question I have, Dave, and kind of in supporting your role as the coordinator of your program. Are there not some topics we should say you're wrong and we're not going to talk about that? On the show? Death, death, burial, resurrection. If I, It would be very hard for me to stand back if a person came on and said, I want to uh, tell you that Jesus did not raise himself from the dead. It'd be hard for me to think that it's appropriate for us to sit back and let it all be jawed out. Mm-hmm. I think there are mm-hmm. some biblical topics you have to stop or it's dangerous because it, it can show doubt in the people that may just be coming to know Christ or at a different level. Yeah, I think, that's a good point. I think that's a good point. But I think when it gets to something like Bible prophecy, which is what we're talking about here. Uh, no, I, this- I would agree with that. And, and I'll even let the flat earth people give their opinion. But I do believe there are times as Christians we have to stand up and say, <laughs> you are wrong. Yeah, I'm don't do sorry. that on yeah, that's right. Don't do that on this show. That's not that's not what this show's about. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And if I if I've one of the errors I've probably made is and in some ways I've made this form almost too open because of that. Because again, Rogers, you so aptly pointed out, there are people from all different persuasions and depths of Christianity who are who are actively taking part in this show. And when, we have to give each other, we have to give one another grace because I can tell you something. I was taught things in the Catholic Church that those of you who were never Catholics weren't taught. Some of them good, some of them most, I'd say it, most of them traditions of men, right? So I, I come at it from a different perspective because of my training. And, and so the Pat Robertson, you look at Pat Robertson. And so yesterday, talking about the rapture, the end times, that's... It's debatable. We don't really know what's going on. The signs that we, we really don't know. Well, Pat Robertson knows. Pat Robertson. Are you still a Christian if you don't believe in a pre-tribulation rapture? I think we are, but we don't treat each other like we are, do we? And if I'm, if I'm sitting around here believing in a pre-tribulation rapture, maybe I'll be putting ashes on my forehead on, on Ash Wednesday because i got to remember, man, I'm dusting the dust. I, I might return. Help me out here, Reggie, an old Catholic. Amen, Roger. So um, Lent is Roman Catholic. The great fast is orthodoxy and goes all the way back to the early church. Um, This week is called meat fair. So it's a slow progression of bringing the laity into understanding of throwing off the old man, preparing oneself through penance, prayer, Um, TV goes off. I mean, it in the Orthodox church. So last week, I think it was cheese fair. You give up all dairy. Um, now it's meat. So in the Orthodox church, it's a longer preparation and it's not the same time of the Roman calendar. So it's, it's, um, it's literally no meat. I mean, we're eating grains, olive oil, eggs, and even some people are more stringent than that for more than 40 days. So this week there's no, we don't celebrate Lent. We don't do that. So we're following the traditions of the early church. Catholic simply means universal. So, um, it, that's what Catholic means. So sounds like a, sounds like a good weight loss program to me, Reggie. That yeah, it is. And it's like a lot me. of prayer. It's a lot of prayer. Yeah. All right. So again, there it is. It's it's a it's a Catholic tradition as, as I thought it was. I got another point. Go ahead, uh, uh, Rochelle. Then Joe Allen. 
Um, it does go back to the, it does have Jewish roots. Um, it starts um, for the Jewish calendar um, when they start with the grain harvest. So you start with the the, fir- the grain harvest. I think it maybe. It's- okay, time out a minute, Rochelle. Time out a minute. So is it a sin not to celebrate a Lent? Oh, I'm not saying it's a sin. No, no, I, I, no, no, I didn't. I wasn't, accu- I, I wasn't accusing you. I wasn't accusing you. Is it a <laughs> is it is it a sin not to not to follow Lent? I think that it's um, if you understand it's the same as counting the Omer, what it was in the Old Testament. Then if you look into the background of it, you understand what other people are bringing in, why this is a, a time of reflection and growth. Um, there is some very significant points to it and it all, you know, with the harvest and what they mean and what they represent. And if you study it out, um, yeah, I think you'd want to be a part of it somehow. I'm not is saying it it's a, not to be. Okay, well, that's what I'm asking then. So then yeah. it's a tradition of men. It's a tradition of men again, right? Would we it did come that? from the um, Mount Sinai to Moses, to his people. So I'm not, I'm not in the desert. So I don't, I don't know. Okay. I don't have to do that. I don't think. All right. is there, okay. So written down somewhere we got to do that. I'm just I'm just curious here. Go ahead. Uh, thanks, Rochelle. I didn't mean to pick on you. Go ahead, Joe. Uh, some of us practice this. Some of us don't. Well, let's make a challenge here. In this 40-day event, start because of days and times that we're living in right now, let's start preparing. Do 40 days of preparing and getting your life straight. Of the, of today's events that's going on. What do you mean, Joe? Amen, Joe. Amen, Joe. Because you look you look at uh, you know this is practice of men in, in renewal. Practice in getting yourself prepped up, buying food, buying storage, learn how to cook out wood. Make this a challenge to do this. All right. 40 days of starving. Is that what you're saying? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, preparation. Yeah. All right. Now, hang on. Hang on. Uh, how do I say this? I think, Joe, great idea. Great idea. Somebody tell me what that got to do with Lent. I'm, Joe, I'm not poking fun at you. I'm just showing you how we... <laughs> If Lent is important, then we ought to all be following Lent. If it's important. If it's not important, then we shouldn't be following Lent. Then we can be doing preparatory stuff, like Joe said, right? Yes. uh, Oh, boy, boy. I'm going to get myself in trouble. Go ahead, Jack. Old-timey holiness would be calling it a period of self-denial. That's what, when I was a kid... We yeah, had a, a week or, or a month of self-denial, and you were supposed to be cautious and deny yourself the, the simplistic pleasures, and you were supposed to reflect on the realities and, and the things that were important. So if, if you want to do like, like Joe was saying, or whatever, uh, why don't you turn the power off for 40 hours? See if you can turn the power off for 40 hours, not 40 days. Just see how you do after 40 hours. Ooh, no thanks. Amen. No, my wife wouldn't get her coffee. Oh, no way. No, no, no. I have coffee every morning. Every morning, and I've been off grid for 30 years. No hot water? Are you kidding me? This is hot water. 
I will not hear, Jack. You might be able. You, you're Nanook the North up there, but they, I'm talking about the average guy. I turn off my electricity. I might as well gee. I might as well go put ashes some other places. I guess. I don't know. Alan, come on in, then Randy. Silver, I didn't mean hey, to uh, just real quick. If, it, if there is a rapture, and probably nobody's going to agree with me on this one, that's fine. But if there is a rapture, I believe it would be a springtime rapture because all the major things that Christ did was in the springtime and if well, he said pray, he said he said pray that it comes in the, yeah per come the spring, well, right? if, you, if you read song of solomon chapter 2 verse 1 through 7 <laughs> that is describing a rapture period there's no way around it because there's a man that's coming his name's jesus and he's leaping on hills skipping across mountains there's no man that can do that that's jesus himself so when you read that that makes me firmly believe if there is a rapture it could be in the spring amen Alan, here's here's one of my this is one of my bugaboos. Not that's not the right word. Um, about the rapture, and I'm look. I'm not trying to influence it. I'm trying to make us think. Okay, I'm trying to make us think. The rapture, the pre-tribulation rapture, would be the most cataclysmic thing in the history of the world. Did you guys watch the Left Behind movie? You've all seen that, right? Pilots, planes are crashing, and it'd be it'd be unbelievable if that were to happen, right? So my my one of the things that I've always kicked against the pricks on was this. Why is it hidden in the scripture? Why, if this thing is going to happen, what is, why isn't it so clear it's going to happen? Now, wait a minute. Some of you will say, well, coach, it is. You got to go to Daniel and you got to go to Ezekiel and you got to go to the book of Revelation. But why would I, why do I have to chase? I, I don't have to chase around, find the baptism. Explains exactly why. I'm going to go do this. And here's what happens. And this cataclysmic thing called the rapture, you have to piece it together. That, that's what that's one of my only concerns. So I I I don't know I don't know. But it does say uh, if you got a flea, pray pray that it's in the spring. It does say that. That's for sure. If you got a flea, go ahead, Randy. Then Larry. And Silver, I got going. Silver, I'll come back at you. Go ahead. Yeah, Coach. Um, what, By the what, way, folks, I'm not breaking my rules. Silver didn't get the comment. He read for me. Go ahead. Go ahead, Randy. Uh, Randy. Um, coach, what? What men, this is what man's system does. This is what men do. They set up a system, and, and God has allowed it. But, and, and it becomes duty-based. It becomes based on, it becomes a religious, uh, religiosity, a ritual. What yes. Jesus did, Coach, he came and he walked in the world on the earth, robed in flesh, and he said to them, hey, I'm going to heal man on the Sabbath. Hey, I'm going to eat the grain for the priest, it only belongs to the priest. What he did is he upset a religious system. Yes. And he made it, Coach, about the Holy Spirit, about walking with God, filled with the Spirit, and, and being so much larger than a little system that, that makes you look like a, uh, something special. See, mm-hmm. if we're not careful, Coach. We fall into that duty-based system, yeah. and we're, we're practicing the traditions of men, and God's going, my, my spirit's not even in this. I get so, it. It's a fine line, Coach. I'm not saying that people don't have I'm a clear heart. I'm no, saying no. that we are so, we're just normal. We're people. We're weak. We're, we're very uh, easily swayed, and, and we, it becomes a system. We have, that's what we have to guard against, Coach. That's right. The whole uh, religious calendar is part of, is systemized, in, in my opinion. Great, Jesus, great, is, he, is he Lord of the Sabbath, or just Lord? Is he the 
Lord of the Sabbath, is he, is he God every day? Do I practice the Sabbath every day? Yes, I do. If you want to just practice it on Saturday, that's fine. But you, what about, why is that day any more special than, than any other day? Why is that any more special? Do I serve God more on those days or any, less on the other days? See, it takes you to a place where you can't, where you're caught up in a system. Right. That follows right. A tradition of men. Sorry, guys, a tradition of men. Silver, then Larry. Well, Sabbath is a tradition of God. He, yeah. he established it. Amen. Okay. Simple as that. Uh, anything else you're doing the rest of the week? Fine. That's great. But Sabbath is supposedly or supposed to be a day of rest. I agree right? with that. Amen. And celebration. All right. Yep. Now, as far as uh, the, the spring feast, the first thing we have, okay, is Passover. By itself. Then we have the starting the next day, uh, Feast of Unleavened Bread. Okay. And within that week, we have what's called Feast of First Fruits. Okay. Which begins a 50 day counting. Okay. And uh, to the Feast of Pentecost. So, just to get the, I'm just trying to get the thing straight out as far as what it is. Lent has nothing to do with any of that. Mm-hmm. Okay? Lent is a Catholic tradition designed to set up repentance for Easter. That's what it's for. Amen. Well, well said, Joe. Well said, Larry. Then, then Teddy. Yeah, you know, I I just want to say that if you haven't been in your daily walk for uh, since you realized that it's. It's it's a good thing if you haven't been, you know, sacrificing to self and concentrating on listening to the spirit, and being obedient to him and stuff like that. Then, you know, and Lent comes along and all of a sudden, hey, here's a, here's an occasion for me to start doing this kind of stuff. That's, praise God for Lent for that, for getting you started. But if you stop yeah. at the end of the 40 days, didn't do you no good. OK, right. uh, so, uh, you know, I, I, I just want, I just want to say that. You know, we're supposed to be living our lives this way, not picking out. There, it's dangerous to pick out forty days to do it, and the rest of the time you ignore that. Because Amen. That Larry. led to Mardi Gras. That led to washing over in over in Europe, and, and man, those are some evil, evil, evil traditions of men. Traditions of men, Larry. That's their top turf, Teddy. Then uh, Debbie. Um, the traditions of the Catholic Church were imposed to control the masses. It is no different than them making us wear masks today. Amen. Amen. Which, by the way, pardon me a second, uh, pull up number two. Pull up number two. We now have scientific evidence, boys and girls, released just yesterday, that the the, uh, the they now Pfizer's now admitted that the mRNA changes your DNA. Pfizer's now admitted it. There you go. There you go. I'm not going to take time to read down through it. We can put it in the chat, but they came clean. MRA vaccines are actually gene therapy. Wow. Huh? It changes your DNA. It was not supposed to happen. For over a year, our trusted health experts and fact checkers kept telling us the opposite. Scroll down, Spence, if you could. Again, I said I wasn't going to read all this, but there it is, huh? There's all the signs. COVID-19 vaccine does not change human days. 
COVID that changed that COVID-19 vaccines are gene therapy, zero. COVID vaccines don't help alter your DNA, on and on and on and on and on and on. However, a bombshell article from the current issue of Molecule Biology shows the exact opposite. Furthermore, a recent study showed that SARS-CoV-2 RNA can be reversed, transcribed, and integrated into the genome of human cells. And we investigated the effect of this on the human liver cell line in H7 in vitro. And we detected changes in gene expression of long interspersed nuclear elements, which is an endogenous, I wish I'd speak language, endogenous reverse transcipitase. We also show that B and blah, 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 RNA is reverse transcribed intracellularly into DNA in as fast as six hours after you've had the shot. There you are. There you are. All right. Who am I got here? Come on. Come on in, Debbie. Look, back to the being raised Methodist, it was always we observed it, and you always, you know, to give up something. But then when you gave up that, like your popcorn, that became your focus. Yeah, it was that's like, right. Every day, I can't have popcorn. I can't have popcorn. That's Instead right. of what are you doing? And so I really think I was just going to say what Reggie was talking about was like doing, you know, what she's doing and, and changing your eating or something, which is not like you're focusing on one thing. You're actually observing something in your lifestyle mm-hmm. rather than focusing on that one thing you're giving up so that during that lifestyle change during that period, then you can reflect on the Lord and what Jesus gave up for us and stuff. So and, and, I, was, I was, I was part of a, I'll, give me a second. I'll, I'll try to get you, get you in here. I was part of a conference call yesterday. Uh, regarding uh, Hollywood and how we might influence Hollywood, yada, 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 yada. And I made this point, and I don't know if they all got it, although I think it's extremely valid. Any Christian movie that you see today is cheesy. For the most part, they're very, very cheesy. And at the end of the movie, usually the hero... Uh, he's he's a hero at the end because he won and his faith pulled him through. And you guys know what I'm talking about, right? And we all love those. And we all take our tissues and we all cry for them. And I made, I made the argument yesterday, not the argument. I, I, I laid on the table last night that we need to produce movies of great personal sacrifice for which the person received nothing. Amen. You understand what I'm saying, friends? A, a movie where a Christian man absolutely stood his ground, did not take the vaccine, and lost his job and his home because of it. And at the end of the movie, he is a hero for what he gave up. Because we've got, we have a Christianity that's all about blessing us. Always about us. Oh, God's in control. Oh, it'll be okay. Do you, th- you pick up the book of Acts, folks, or you read the Hebrews Hall of Fame, those dudes lost everything. They're in there because they lost everything. And we're preaching a Christianity where you're going to get everything. And if we don't change the mindset of our Christianity to one of self-sacrifice, which, by the way, leads into Lent. That's what Lent's about, self-sacrifice. And see, it just can't be 40 days just before Easter but a real life of a real guy who really lost his job and lost his house and lost his car and lost everything and is still standing, living in a van down by the river, fishing every day, proud that he made his stand for Christ. 
Those are the type of examples that we need in America today. Will it sell? I don't know. But that's what, folks, that's what, that's what modern-day Christianity has to become, or we are not going to make it. We're not going to make it. Sorry. Kevin, come on in. Yeah, I just wanted to jump back to what you were saying about the vaccine, the evidence that, uh, that was released yesterday or the day before. I want you to notice that throughout this last two years, okay, that side, the side of science, the side of politics, their story has changed week to week to week to week. It's been nothing but arbitrary. First it's this way, then it's that way. Then they pay Psalm, Psalm 58, Psalm 58. Yes, but I want you to notice this. The scientists and the doctors who have come out against this, okay, for the last two years, other than their story expanding as new evidence comes out, their story, their tune has not changed one bit. No, that's everything Ted Penny said two years ago. She says today, everything that, you know, I don't care what scientist or doctor has come out, they're saying today. So, I mean, you look at it and you see the side of the liars and the other ones that are standing firm on the truth. I know which side I want to line up with. So that's why Paul Goslin's a hero, see? That's why he's a hero. Because at the end of this thing, he will not have compromised, even if it cost him his job, even if it cost him his practice, whatever. At the end of the day, a Christian man will be standing, not defeated, or maybe defeated in the eyes of the world, but victorious in his fealty and loyalty towards Christ. That's the crown of the Paul. Amen. Amen. Come on in, Paul. Since I, I, I saw a, a movie last night. I was up to like one. It, uh, it was Paul. Um, uh, anyway, the, the story of Paul when he was in prison and uh, Luke, the physician who came came and was helping him out and writing his story. And I'll tell you what, in the end, that son of a gun had his head chopped off. I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> Amen. That was a profound movie. And I, uh, it was sad. There was no happy ending, except there was. It was hard to yes. explain, but it, was, it wasn't a cheesy movie at all. Yeah, until we turn Christianity back into an idea of self-sacrifice, folks. Until we do, uh, uh, I, my, my, grandkids, my grandkids stayed, uh, stayed here last night. I want you to know, I want everybody out there to know that I will both kill and die for those little guys. That's, that's, that's Christianity, folks. That's Christianity. Not getting them a new baseball bat. Not not putting a bunch of presents under the tree. I'll I'll I will both kill and die for those little people. We all should have that that attitude. Trying to find a new one here, new one. Amen. No, no, no new ones. Come on in, uh, Rochelle and Roger. Okay, thanks. Um, you you brought up some of the COVID stuff. So I was wondering, if, did anybody see the clip from? It was on Fox News where. The Moderna president um, gets questioned for having the same genetic sequence patented three years ago. Yeah. Well, we yeah, know it, right? We, we know it. I think they started the war because this is what we should be talking about. Amen. <laughs> hey, hey, Spence, real quick. fifty uh, Psalm 58 in the Message Bible. Can you pull that back up there? Verse, is this any way to run a country? Is there an honest politician or doctor in the house? <laughs> is there... Behind the scenes, you weave webs of deceit. Behind closed doors, you make deals with demons. The wicked crawl from side from the they crawl from the wrong side of the cradle. First words out of their womb are lies, 
right? That's, folks, that's what we're dealing with. That's that spiritual war that we're dealing with. And what is what does the psalmist say? Hey, God, do me a favor. Knock out their freaking teeth, will you? Not only just knock them out, but break it into bits. Huh? Make them chew up. That t- See, we don't have that attitude towards them, do we? We have love. Oh, coach, we have to forgive them. They don't know the Lord. We have to give them mercy. No, we don't. We got to knock out their damn teeth. We got to knock out their teeth. Go ahead, Roger. Real quick, uh, David Horowitz has a program Good. out now where he has interviewed embalmers. And the embalmers are saying that it is getting very difficult to embalm people who took the shot because their veins are clogged up. Mm-hmm. Um, which just reinforces the whole issue. And I think we're going to see more and more of this truth coming out. But the embalmers are saying we're seeing we're having more difficulty embalming people because their oh. veins are clogged up from the shot. Is this any way to run a is this any way to run a country, Roger? Huh? Is this any way to country? Are there any honest lawyers? Are there any honest doctors? Huh? Are there any honest politicians? That's where we are. Right there's right there's where we are. Reggie, come in. <laughs> Thank you, Coach. I was thinking about penance and repentance and biblically speaking, Old Testament. And he always brought about great miracles when people would repent and sacrifice and give up things. And I I just think about this time because I'm past the whole religiosity. I speak about it, but I do what the Holy Spirit tells me to do. And why not take advantage of this time when Christians around the world, whether they understand it or not, don't you think in these times we really need that right now? If with the masses around the world, if they are practicing penance right now or offering up yeah. self-sacrifice, I think we should take advantage of that at this time and encourage yes. that. I believe we have to as well, because again, Christianity is about get, 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 not give, give, give. Sadly, that's the truth. Jessica, a couple minutes left here. Go. Speaking of, is this any way to run a country? I don't know if anybody heard this, but I guess in light of recent events, I think it was the CDC thought it prudent to update the nuclear threat guidelines yeah. Yeah. to include COVID precautions. If you read it, it is absolutely ridiculous. You're supposed to social distance in bomb shelters. <laughs> That's who's running our country. So, so I want it. I went in last night to get a pizza because all the grandkids were here. And so we had, we went out and got some, got some pizza and I walked, I walked in and the pizza guy, he's just a normal guy. And he, he's nice. How you doing coach? Blah, 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 blah. And going on and on and on. He said, he started telling me about Russia and uh, he said, Oh, you know, he's talking about, you know what he's talking about. Everybody's talking about Russia, bombs, military, you know, nuclear weapons. Oh, oh, oh my goodness. We're not going to be here. I said, Hey, what happened to COVID? Boy, he just stopped and looked at me. He said, what do you mean? I said, dude, they just moved you from being afraid of COVID to being afraid of the Russians. What's it going to be tomorrow? And you know what he did? His eyes lit up. He said, oh, my God. I never looked at it like that. Dudes, that's what they're doing to us, huh? COVID today, the Russians tomorrow, global warming in a couple months. It's all manipulation, right? That's something you can pray about during Lent. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow.